Welcome to the Claremont County Public Library's Book Lovers Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, and my guest today is Vic. Hey, Vic. Hi. Today, we're going to be discussing gas lamp fantasy. And just to give you a quick definition, and please, Vic, feel free to jump in and add what you think. Gas Lamp Fantasy is a mashup of historical fiction and fantasy. It often focuses on the Regency, Victorian, or Edwardian eras. It creates an alternate universe with magical or supernatural elements. And while Gas Lamp Fantasy started off as being very British in setting in recent years, I know authors have been embracing a more diverse approach. There's definitely crossover with steampunk and gothic horror. So with steampunk, you get a similar time period. And with the gothic horror, sometimes it has a similar vibe, at least to me. Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell by Susanna Clark is probably one of the better known examples of the genre, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was the first big one I had heard of that I knew was Gaslamp Fantasy. So now that we've got the definition in place, do you want to share your first pick with me? This is one of my favorite books, and I didn't know it was Gaslamp Fantasy when I first read it, but it fits the genre perfectly. It is Witchmark by C.L. Polk. Yes, very, very good book. So it is about Miles, who is a doctor in London. He has come back from the war, which is still ongoing in Ayland, which is the alternative England that they created for this world. And he is a psychologist, basically, who's helping the men who are coming back from war. So he ends up having a patient die on him from a fatal poisoning. And as a result of that, he gets pulled into a mystery where he has to investigate the patient's murder. He has a partner who he is kind of investigating with, who he was introduced to when the man came to him to be healed. And it's a super interesting mystery. It has a fantastic magic system that holds on the sense of magic as different feelings. Like there's healing magic, there's storm magic. And the world that has been created here, C.L. Polk did a fantastic job of Making it feel like it could be Victorian or Edwardian England, but making it a completely different society. So it's the same basic format, but the system they have in place has like magic as a hidden thing that kind of is involved in the country. And it's really interesting to see how these books can take those basic elements of like the time period and really make it something entirely different. Yes, that is actually that whole alternative universe you know what would happen if we added some magic i love how authors can take the same basic premise and come up with such different outcomes yeah fascinating so seal polk is one of my favorite writers too i'm super excited they've got a novella coming out this fall and i can't oh, really for it. yes very excited which mark is the first book in a series and i have read the entire series and it certainly goes an entirely different direction by that third book so it's an interesting thing to read from the first one, which is like this mystery kind of romance book, all the way to the third one, which is something very different. You'd have to read it to see what it's like. Absolutely. So my pick is, it's got a similar setting. It's A Marvelous Light by Freya Marski. And it too is set in an alternative universe, England. On the first day of what Robin Blythe thinks will be a boring civil service job, he's kidnapped, cursed, and thrust into a dangerous plot involving a secret world of magic and the families who practice it. He needs to find the contract, capital letters, 
something his predecessor died to protect, but Robin has no idea what it is or even where to start looking for it. And he's got a time clock ticking because the curse is going to kill him if he doesn't deliver it within a certain amount of time. And the other main character, Adwin, is a member of a magic-wielding family, but he's always been on the outskirts because his talent is a very small one compared to other people's. So I feel a kinship with Edwin because books and libraries are his safe spaces. And yet he finds himself drawn into helping Robin, even though he'd rather go be in the library researching magic. So this is an Edwardian romance crossed with Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. We get opposites attract, a very sunshine and grump romance, plus you get all of the magical theory you could ever want. You get the curse tattoos, you get ancient contracts with magical beings, you get magical library secret rooms, there's a killer animated hedge maze at one point, lots and lots of political intrigue. The world building is super detailed, very satisfying, the characters are complex and engaging, and they have a really sweet, sometimes steamy romance. So I just, I love this book. I'm really excited. The sequel, I think it's called A Restless Truth, is also due out this fall. So very jazzed about that one. Yeah, I've heard a lot about A Restless Truth. So it sounds like it's going to be just as good as the the first one was. But this book, I think, and Witchmark, they've been marked as read-alikes a lot for each other, but they have such different vibes. I think that they right. cover very different areas of this genre really well in very similar ways, but they're actually, I mean, as good as both of them are, as much as I think someone would enjoy both, they're very different books from each other. Yes. And that's what I love about authors doing their own take on this. I mean, it's such a very sub subgenre almost, and yet people can do such different things with the same basic elements. I just, I love it. Mm -hmm. So do you have another pick to share? Yes. So we're going in a different direction with this one. It is A Natural History of Dragons by Marie Brennan. So this is the first in the Lady Trench series. And it's such an interesting book because you follow Isabella. Isabella Trent is Lady Trent. And in the first book, she's actually just starting out. She's very young. You follow her from her childhood as she becomes fascinated with dragons, which are a species of creature in her world. She lives in Skirland, which is, again, kind of England. This book is very, it has a lot of place names that you can pretty much identify where it's supposed to be in the real world. As she, from childhood, she's fascinated with dragons and eventually follows that fascination to become a natural philosopher of dragons. So she enters the science field, she goes on expeditions, and the first book follows her expedition to Vistrana, where they are looking into the Vistrani rockworms, which is a kind of dragon that lives up in the, the cold mountains. So there's a little bit of a mystery. There's a lot of natural history. So while it is very much a fantasy book, there's so much like just investigation of the natural world in this series that I, I really enjoy the, the direction it goes because it, it makes it feel real in a way that you don't always get from these fantasy series. I love that ability when an author can just draw you in and make you think, yeah, this is actually possible. This could be real. I love that. And the, the interesting thing about this series is it's, it's exploration of women in the time period. 
because Isabella faces a lot of blockades due to being a woman. And she gets very lucky that she has a supportive family, that she has a supportive husband in her husband, Jacob, and that she is kind of allowed, despite all of the things that are in her way, to force her way into this career. It's really cool to watch that happen. I love that. That sounds fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Those are two fantastic picks and I'm excited. Thank you for joining me and sharing those. I really appreciate that. And thanks to our listeners for joining. The titles that we've talked about will be listed with links to our catalog in the show notes on our website, claremontlibrary.org. Thank you all for listening and happy reading.